today on Tiffany's Teaching Tips. Back to school. <laughs> that sounds scary? I don't think I sound scary. <laughs> so it's August and many of us are going back to school within this month or next month and we're getting our classrooms prepared. We are creating lessons. We are getting them ready to educate the future of tomorrow. Is that correct? Did I say that right? I don't know. So when we get ourselves prepared to go into the classroom and do all these great and amazing and magical unicorn things that the district or your school wants you to complete, I find that you need some tips to just kind of like maintaining your sanity. So I work in a leadership role at my school and in this leadership role, I work very close with admin and make a lot of decisions. In fact, I make a lot of decisions as if I'm a, a principal or a assistant principal at the school. So this lead teacher position, I feel, is way more expansive than originally put out there. So I had an opportunity to kind of see what my life would be like as a principal and here we go. Ah, being a principal. It's all cheery and rosy cheeks. I come in in the morning, drink my coffee, answer the world's problems of my staff members, make great decisions, make great decisions for my school, great decisions for my teachers, and then everybody thinks I'm the best principal in the world if you believe that then you must have the most perfect school and the most perfect life and you live in a utopian society because that just does not exist we have administrators that we absolutely can't stand we have administrators that make mistakes and don't own up to it they don't say sorry we have administrators that yell all of these things. And as I am working in this position and feeling like an administrator, I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of the decisions you make, you just can't make everybody happy. So tip number one, as a teacher, remember that an administrator cannot make everybody happy. Tip number two, when you are Making uh, policy changes and decisions, understand that when you do something new, as in our case at our school, we are, I've created a Google Classroom. I decided that we should run our staff meetings in our school like a school. So I had this really amazing principal in my first three years of teaching. And I was really blessed to have her. Her name is Rose Cooper. When I went a teacher at Overhills Middle School as a baby teacher. And she used to run staff meetings like she was teaching you to be a teacher. Like she ran the staff meetings like a teacher. So she would have an objective. She'd have like a bell ringer. She'd have guided practice. She'd have independent practice. And then she would, um, she would kind of like test you on what was discussed in the meeting. And I think that is just 
amazingly great. So I've kind of taken her idea and like brought it into 2019 and I created a Google Classroom for the school. And now you submit all of your work on like your lesson plans, your all the back to school things like the syllabus or any type of classroom requirements, any surveys that we need to do is all located in one space, which is the Google Classroom. And I showed them how to use their Google Calendar to see all the assignments that they have to complete. So as we're about to get into an accreditation year, any type of work that needs to be submitted can be submitted through this Google Classroom. When I did this, this was an amazing idea in my head. And you're probably listening to this and you're like, Tiffany, that's a great idea. I'm going to do something like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can put videos in there. I can show you how to submit your absences on the sub sheet, things like that. I just thought that I was going to blow everybody's mind. Of course, what happened? Micromanagement was the word we like to use. It came into play and they said, oh, you're micromanaging me. You know, I, I need my freedom to like not turn in a lesson plan or I need my freedom for you to not um, ask me for a syllabus. And I feel as though those are the difficulties that administrators have. If I were a principal, why can't you just buy into this concept? Why can't you just change with that? And that kind of leads me down to this other point about going back to school and dealing with it from the admin perspective. You start to put together these um, systems into place and then you need your staff members to have a particular type of skill set. So an example of that is I was talking about this Google Calendar and I was like, hey, everybody, check the Google Calendar. It has all the dates on there. It tells you when the quarter ends. It tells you when this meeting is. It tells you when that meeting is. And the first question that I had from somebody was, how do I get to the Google Calendar? What? How do I get to the Google Calendar? That's your first question. Why am I answering that question? Why can't you go on Google, type calendar, and see what pops up before you ask me that question. I had another person who's supposed to be on the leadership team with me, sent me an email and said, hey, Tiffany, can you tell me where the um, lesson plan template is? I looked and I can't find it. Just send me the link. No, no, I can't. I cannot look for this link for you. You know why? Because it's in a very obvious spot. And so today in the staff meeting, when I was standing in front of the entire staff explaining to them how to access information and where they can find it, I asked the question. I said, hey, everyone, where can you find the lesson plan template? And then I had at least 10 people say the Google Classroom. And so that one, we're a small school, so 10 people is a lot of people. <laughs> so that one person was like, um, looking really sour. And in fact, I called him out and I said, yes, Jay, that's where you can find the lesson plan template. I'm not even answering you because I told, I'm not, I, why do I have to search? That is a pet peeve of mine. Why do I have to search for something that you could easily look up yourself. I just, I don't get this. And so I was talking with one of my group, my, my English department, and I said to them, you know, um, 
I had a friend who had told me that education is a joke. And I couldn't really understand him because, and I felt offended because I'm, I'm an educator, of course, and how dare you say that? And when he said that, he said, information is just regurgitated, that there's nothing really new that happens within education. The information is just the same as how you access that and, you know, your thought process to get access to that type of information. And I thought that was a interesting concept is basically life is plagiarized. That's the way I kind of I, I viewed it. And I was talking to um, my English department about life and being plagiarized and how there is no reinvention of the wheel. The wheel has been out there. It's just about which wheel do you want to use? Do you want to use a bicycle wheel? Do you want to use a tricycle wheel? Do you want to use a car wheel? Do you want to use a truck wheel? Which wheel do you want to use to voice your point? An example is that lesson plan template. I went online and found a lesson plan template. I didn't make this up myself. I just tweaked it to make sure it met the goals of what we would be looking for as a school. And, and that's the case with a lot of things. We tweak a lot of things. We, we find scope and sequences out there. We find pacing guides. We find lesson plans and we tweak them to work for our needs. And it's not, there's no problems in that, but the map, the idea of mastering these large search engines such as Bing, such as Yahoo, such as Google and Utilizing those resources to say, hey, Tiffany, I don't know how to submit an attachment to this Google Classroom assignment. Well, don't ask me. Search how to attach an assignment to a Google Doc. That's what you do. And then go through the steps. And if you don't know what to do after that point, then come back to me. My mother is very good for this. She was saying, no, I want you to think for me. I want you to do this process. I want you to take me straight to the answer. And I'm just getting to the point where I'm tired of taking people straight to an answer. I'm not going to find a link for you. I'm not going to look for this for you. Do something for yourself. So I've decided to, when people are asking me these simple type of questions, either to point them in somebody else's direction because you frustrated me, or I have them to, I I send them to a video that shows them step by step, but I, I won't tell them what to do because I'm rather tired of that. I'm rather tired of being the ghoul of our school. Warning. The Shady Teacher Alert. Warning. rebrand what I do for Tiffany's random thought and so instead of it being like a random thought I thought maybe you know maybe I'm a little shady when I'm talking during this moment so I decided to switch it around to the shady teacher alert so hence why you heard the new intro going in but um, so these are um, my thoughts that I'm having uh, currently you know one thing that I tell students often is how things are different for them when they leave their country. So one thing is 
we work in the Middle East and we recently had an event where um, the entire basically like district got together and all the superintendents for those who are aware of what those are got up and spoke and all of them were old white males mostly maybe one person is for a national from the country that we're in and i look at that representation and how we still hold true to believing that there is some type of supremacy with a particular skin color i listen to my students talk about could they pass as white and i'm like yes until you open up your mouth <laughs> they hear that accent and then you will be searched at the airport. <laughs> and I feel like the students understand that there's a form of discrimination that happens against them, especially when they leave the country. And the only people I feel that can understand that even more are people of color. And I feel like it is necessary for these kids to be around teachers of color so that they can give them that whole stay woke mantra. So I find that when I'm speaking to my students, I'm often like making sure that they're aware of how they view people and making sure that they're not discriminating against them based off of their, their race, skin color, religion, sexual orientation. So one big thing um, I do is once a year, I straighten my hair. So I have curly hair and I straighten it and I wait for a student to tell me that my hair looks better straightened. I just wait for them to do it. I normally prep them to let them know I'm going to straighten my hair and you're going to make a comment that it looks better. So what I've noticed is when I do it, they come up to me and they tell me, your hair looks nice straightened, but it also looks good when it's curly. So they, they try to make sure that they complement both ends of that. Another thing I was saying to my students is, who's gonna really understand you and the issues that you may have with, for instance, TSA or security when you leave a country and all of a sudden you get held in the room all because of the religion that you decide to uh, follow. Who else knows that any better than my husband who gets searched every time, randomly searched, the air quotes, every time he goes to the airport? Who would understand that more than myself who has been searched and had people's hands in her hair because they got a check for, I don't know, a shiv, a knife that I'm keeping in my hair? So... What we are commonly doing in the Middle East is we're whitewashing the ideology that only these type of people can be in these type of positions. And I do believe that many Middle Eastern companies and, and schools do their children a disservice, especially in the school system and education system. They do their children a disservice by not being the representatives that they should see in those sectors. So finally, 
we have gotten here to the end and a couple of tips I just want to wrap up because I know I definitely have a lot to say this time around is first search for your own stuff guys like people have asked questions about what do I do and sometimes you just need that like one little spark to get yourself started right sometimes you're just overwhelmed and you figured out that I realized that I'm overwhelmed and I just asked a silly question right but whatever you do search it first there's too much information out here on the web there's too many like ways to meet your needs you have kinesthetic you have visual you have audio you have all these things that allow for you to um, learn how to do something new so before you go to somebody admin before you are this tech dinosaur that goes to the younger teacher whatever the case may be don't go to these people until you've done your first search and then go to the person with what step you got incorrect. The second part of this is compliance with admin. I normally do not advocate. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a teacher, so admin is the, uh, the enemy, right? But as long as they explain why. I feel like if they have a reasoning why, sometimes there's pressure from the, the state, there's sometimes there's pressure from the country, there's pressure from the ministries, there's pressure, pressure, pressure. So whatever pressure is that admin is working with, they are trying to do things in order to comply with many aspects of people. So when they ask you, hey, I need you to start making lesson plans, just go along with it. Maybe it might adjust and change. And after, you know, some feedback, after seeing how it's working, now it needs to be adjusted and changed. For just your benefit, for my advice to you, just comply. As long as they tell you why. For me, if you don't tell me why, I'm less likely to want to listen to you. And I think mean, that's, that's real talk right there. I'm just not going to listen to you if you don't tell me why we're doing something and that is the classroom tea for today I appreciate you guys I've just recently been approved for iTunes so now I'm on Spotify iTunes anchor there's some other hosting sites but I think those are most popular ones right now so whenever you get on there just press that subscribe button and I feel like another one of these is coming out soon what I decided to do is to dedicate myself to 12 episodes for the year. And I figured being a mother of two, working in a leadership role, being a teacher, being a wife, all these things, dedicating myself to 12 episodes within the year is probably a, a good look. So that's basically one episode per month. So I do appreciate everybody that listens to me and this is like my form of therapy. So I appreciate you checking out the classroom tea.